Hello, beautiful ladies. I, Alicia here. I thought it would be fun to come in and read to you the first chapter of my new book, Becoming Spiritual, where I talk about the first three paradigm shifts um, that are like mental and emotional shifts that I discovered in my spiritual journey. So I'm going to read you the first chapter. Okay. The first shift is from fear to love. Let's talk about the power of love to cast out fear. I want you to know that love has the power to free you from the habit of fear that you and all of us too often allow to dominate your life. When I had a new level of spiritual awakening a few years ago and found myself hungry for a new understanding of truth, this was the first big paradigm shift that completely changed my life once I began to really grasp and apply it. It is a universal spiritual truth that love is the ultimate, most fundamental force in the universe. What I found fascinating is that this love is the same as the energy and spirit that makes up the universe and holds everything together and moving forward. God is love, and we've learned from quantum physics that at its base, everything is energy. The beautiful truth is that energy is spirit. So everything is energy and everything is spirit. Spirit is God, which is love. Another wonderful world we might as well, word we might as well add in here is light. So energy equals spirit equals God equals love equals light. And that is the fundamental nature underlying all of creation. And light is an excellent metaphor for understanding love. I've heard it many times said now that we should picture love casting out fear in the same way that light casts out darkness intrinsically and unequivocally. You and I are completely made up of love and we are in direct communion with the love that encompasses the entire universe. Love is always the right way and love is your true nature. Fear will never take us toward our true selves or the life we truly want that we came up that we came here to live. So the next time you feel anxious or have a hard decision to make, ask yourself where you see love and where you see fear. Consider what it means to view this situation from the love inside of you instead of from the fear. Let love be your compass. Embrace the truth that love is also your truest form, your core identity. All of the love that God holds for you is in you. The first step of your spiritual awakening is to set your intention to replace your fear-based instincts with faith and love. All the love that you can muster and faith that God will supply the rest. Jesus said the greatest commandment to us was love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. We have heard and read that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but too often we allow ourselves to live under the weight of our own fear and doubt. I believe God is calling you and I to return to our true selves, to remember who we are, to gather the courage required to live from that place within ourselves, in the midst of a world filled with so much good, but also way too much fear and despair. The world needs us. The divine within us is calling us to another level. Someone has prayed and we are the answer. That sounds intense and serious, but do not let it be a burden. Love is our superpower. The journey ahead of us is both about discovering both our own power and our connection to a power greater than any fear whether of doubt, limitation, failure, or success. Begin to be mindful. Begin to be mindful and aware of the role of love and of fear in your daily mindset and in your habits and in your decisions. Be open to a new revelation of both your identity 
and the nature and power of love. All right, that was, that was number one. Second shift, from ego to soul. You are not your ego. The second fundamental shift that completely changed my life and helped me view the world in a new, more beneficial way was when I realized that I am not my ego, and neither are you. We are beautiful, eternal souls who have come to earth to live in this physical body for a reason. You and a season. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. That's how Wayne Dyer puts it in his book, The Power of Intention. Once that powerful truth had sunk in, I went searching for all I could learn about my soul. James Hillman says in A Soul's Code that we each have a soul we are born with that is the immortal part of us and which knows our destiny and the reason that we are right here right now and not somewhere else at some other time living a different life. If the concept of the soul feels a bit challenging for you, let's start with talking about the ego. This is where I started, and it gave me so much freedom to start detaching from the ego and adjusting my relationship with it, even before I really understood the nature of my soul. The ego is essentially an idea you have created about yourself, about who you are. It is a mistaken idea that prevents you from seeing and living from your true self. The ego is closely connected to rational thought, and it is fed by fear and pride. It believes that you are what you have, what you do, and what others think of you. When you see life through it, you see yourself as separate from everyone else, from the things missing from your life, and from God. You attempt to solve everything through rational thought, and you construct a personality that is concerned with material possessions, reputation, security, and protection from anything that threatens this sense of self. We have all been raised in a world that is dominated by the ego, and we have been conditioned to allow our ego to dominate our thinking. Your soul, on the other hand, is an eternal spirit within you that is the true you. Your soul is a divine eternal creation. It existed before you came to live in this body, and it will move on when you breathe your last breath from your current body. It has an understanding beyond your limited experience, your current limited experience. It chose your body and personality in space and time for a reason to learn and to heal. As we grow up, we develop our personality and we become accustomed to living from our ego, the socially and culturally conditioned focus of thought around which we wrap our personality. But our soul is always there with its broader knowledge and purpose. Gary Zukav describes your soul as a positive, purposeful force at the core of your being. It is the part of you that understands the impersonal nature of the energy dynamics in which you are involved that loves without restriction and accepts without judgment. The second critical shift for you to commit to is this shift from living and thinking from your ego to identifying with and choosing to live from your soul. You are not your ego. You are at your core, a beautiful, eternal soul. Take time to pray, meditate, or simply contemplate and journal on this, whatever is comfortable for you. Find time to sit in quiet with yourself and consider what it might look like and how it might feel for you to begin to shift your identity from your ego to your soul. All right, that was number two. All right, shift number three, third shift, from matter to energy. You are a spiritual, energetic being having a human experience. Everything on its most fundamental level is made of energy. Yes, I know this topic is a big one. Of all the shifts we will look at, it is potentially the hardest to wrap your head around. But I think it is also the most rewarding because when you start to get it, everything changes. Your whole paradigm, your perspective on the world flips. It's like taking the red pill in the movie The Matrix. 
because you truly see reality for the first time and you cannot unknow what you now know. Fortunately, unlike the movie, the truth we uncover is beautiful and mesmerizing and everything that we ever wanted. Awakening to your true nature and the true nature of the world feels like coming home because that's what it is. For decades, scientists studying quantum physics have been discovering revolutionary truths that affect our fundamental understanding of everything about our world. Society has been quick to adopt technology based on these principles, but much slower to apply them more broadly, particularly in metaphysical matters. But what we've discovered is that everything, in its very smallest part, is not matter but energy. Everything is made of energy, even empty space. And all that energy is vibrating in a way that allows it to communicate with everything else. The properties of energy govern everything. Basically, science is starting to build a bridge of rational understanding toward that which spiritual teachers have known for a long time, which is that energy is a fundamental force in the universe, and that an acceptance of energy as something to be pursued will help facilitate your spiritual journey. You start by simply recognizing that everything is energy. This means everything matters, and everything can and does affect everything else in some way on some level. Once you awaken your awareness of energy, you can use the material world to adjust it by eating supportive foods and surrounding yourself with beautiful things and ideas, photographs, and similar items that feed your soul. Next comes the understanding that your thoughts and emotions are energy, that they have a life of their own, merely beyond affecting your actual words and physical actions. Your mental and emotional state affects others on an energetic level, and everything you do is infused with the energy with which you do it. Everything is made of energy. And because everything is because energy is spirit, I want to point out that if everything is energy, everything is also spirit. As Rob Bell would say, everything is spiritual. And that means that everything matters. And once the ramification of that starts to sink in, it makes life fresh and exciting in a whole new way. You matter. Your thoughts, feelings, and actions matter. What you do and say and think when no one is watching matters. Everything each of us does contributes in an energetic way to the collective human experience that we are all having together. This shift is in some ways the hardest and the most all-encompassing. We are used to thinking about the five senses as how we experience our world. We also have inherited a legacy of glorifying reason and rational thought. But this third paradigm shift requires you to exercise faith, to listen to your heart, to choose to believe that that which you cannot see or hear with your physical senses is not only as real as the material world, but actually more real, more permanent, of more consequence when it comes to reforming your primary beliefs about the nature of life. I know you're up to the challenge, and I promise this journey is one worth taking.